0: well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed welcome to another edition of bearing arms cam and company my name is cam edwards glad to be with you today before the uh, rain and the wind and the hail starts in uh, central virginia Hopefully our uh, power stays on. But, you know, the good news is even if my power goes out, we've got uh, plenty of other folks at BuryingArms.com to keep you updated on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information. Uh, We're going to be talking about a new survey of Seattle residents that shows drug use, not gun violence, the driving concern for those in uh, Seattle. Despite the fact that the uh, state legislature and politicians like uh, Bob Ferguson, the attorney general in uh, Washington state, as well as Governor Jay Inslee, Focused uh, far more on cracking down on law-abiding gun owners than either illegal drug use or, frankly, violent crime involving firearms. We'll get to that story in just a second. But before we do, you know, Biden's America is absolutely crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. America's working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of lunch meat these days. Was that the story yesterday? I can tell you, it's uh, it's painful, and a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it, and that's why you should call Goldco so you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, and if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So let's talk about this uh, survey of Seattle residents. I thought this was fascinating. Drug use, gun violence, top Seattle's public safety concerns, polls find. Uh, This specifically, a poll done by the uh, local paper uh, there in uh, Seattle. Um, This was from the uh, Seattle Times. Survey of about 500 Seattle residents. And it really wasn't even close. I mean, you can take a look here at the numbers of the following four choices. Which is the biggest public safety concern in Seattle? 33% of all respondents said gun violence compared to 48.4% of respondents who said drug use. 7% said car theft, 6% said shoplifting, another 5% undecided, uh, 0.4% refused to answer that question. So again, drug use by far, the overriding concern for Seattle residents. As the Seattle Times notes, there's also a significant age split in how people answer the question. 58% of respondents 18 to 24 said drug use was their, public, their top public safety concern, while 44% of respondents 65 and older picked that answer. Of the respondents who identified gun violence as a top safety concern, 36% were people 65 and older, compared with 15% Of 18 to 24-year-olds. I have a theory about this. Because gun violence, quote-unquote, we are told disproportionately impacts younger Americans. So, one would think that those younger Americans, in fact, we've been told younger Americans are more supportive of gun control than older generations. I, I don't buy it. I've seen surveys to the contrary. And this, again, is another indication that among young adults... Uh, gun violence is not the overriding concern that the media makes it out to be. So my theory is that this younger cohort, 18 to 24-year-olds, that's the group that is probably less likely to tune in to the nightly news, to, you know, open up a, a physical newspaper, even go online to the Seattle Times and other local news outlets to to get their news. You know, there's a mantra in the uh, news industry, if it bleeds, it leads, Right. And that can lead a false impression, or leave a false impression, on just how bad violent crime can be. Violent crime, crimes involving firearms, are reported far more often in the news media than drug overdose deaths. Even though in Seattle, there are far more drug overdose deaths uh, than there are shootings of any kind. In fact, uh, according to uh, the uh, Axios Seattle news site. Um, both fatal and non-fatal shootings investigated in Seattle this year. Uh, a little bit less than eighty, about seventy-two uh, uh, shootings, including fifteen homicides in Seattle. In King County, which is Seattle and you know the surrounding suburbs, as of let's see, this was um, May fifteenth. The King County Health Department had recorded 524 overdose deaths in the county. Yeah, just through May 15th. That is higher than the entire drug overdose death total in 2020, when the county saw 500 and overdose, uh, 508 overdose deaths. According to KOMO, King County on pace to exceed last year's record-breaking total of 1,000 overdose deaths, again on pace for something around 1,100 Overdose deaths. Now, again, these aren't overdoses where Narcan's administered, the person recovers, maybe goes on to overdose again, maybe uh, in rare circumstances, gets treatment and gets help. No, these are fatalities. 15 homicides in Seattle through mid-May, and again, 500 drug overdose deaths in Seattle and the surrounding King County during that same time period. So. I got to say, I I think the residents of Seattle who said that uh, drug use is their primary concern, I I think it's valid. Uh, I think it is a much bigger issue right now, frankly, than uh, quote unquote gun violence in Seattle. It just doesn't get nearly the media attention that quote unquote gun violence gets. What are the other uh, big concerns in Seattle? Um, And this comes not from this uh, survey from the Seattle Times, but from the city of Seattle's uh, public safety survey. One of the, again, big concerns here, uh, a lack of police staffing. According to the Seattle Times, more than 10,300 people who live or work in the city completed the survey. Of those, nearly 3,700 offered narrative comments, from which researchers identified 51 distinct themes. The survey report shows property crime, police capacity, and homelessness are the top three public safety concerns in the city. Property crime and police capacity, i.e. the number of officers available to respond to 911 calls, have consistently remained top safety concerns since the survey's inception. Now, again... This isn't something that the media brings up a lot in Seattle, uh, not these days. Maybe in 2020, maybe you know during the uh, the Chop era, uh, or, or the Chaz, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, right? But since then, staffing hasn't really gotten any better in Seattle. The department is still uh, understaffed by hundreds of officers, and that still is a driving concern of residents even if it's not a driving concern of the media and certainly not much of a concern for Seattle's politicians or the uh, Democrats in charge of the state government in Olympia. Now, again, what are they doing this year? Well, let's see. They passed a ban on so-called assault weapons, right? That was the the legislature's big ticket item, a gun that is rarely used in crime, is commonly owned by law-abiding Americans all across the state of Washington, That was basically their top legislative priority, crackdown on legal gut owners. Meanwhile, illegal drugs are killing hundreds of Seattle residents. And again, the 500 overdose deaths recorded in King County between January 1st and May 15th of this year, that's one county. That's not the entire state of Washington. There are going to be, I would say at the end of the year, Probably 8 to 10 drug overdose deaths in the state of Washington for every homicide, gun-related or not. That is a huge issue. And it's not just an issue that is limited or isolated to Washington State. Baltimore, Maryland, for example, you know, they've been having 300-plus homicides every year for the past eight years. They're actually on pace. Crime is down, believe it or not, in Baltimore, despite or maybe because of the shall-issue laws that are in place now. But the drug overdose death rate in Baltimore, when you had, you know, 330 homicides, you'd have 800, 900 drug overdose deaths. And again, one of those numbers got reported. The other one, I mean, it may have gotten reported, but it certainly didn't get covered in the media to the same extent that, quote unquote, gun violence does. So it is easy to get a false impression just relying on the media, uh, relying on your local news outlets. It's easy to get this false impression that, again, violent crime is uh, completely out of control, that uh, every time you set foot outside of your house because of the uh, weak gun laws across the nation, your life is in danger. But as it turns out, in Seattle and virtually every other major U.S. city, far more people are dying because of illegal drug overdose deaths than because of law-abiding gun owners exercising their fundamental right to keep and bear arms. And yet again, what's the bigger issue for the Democrats around the country? You, me, and our right, our fundamental right to armed self-defense. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will uh, start there with a uh, case out of Chicago. Uh, CWB Chicago reporting on a four-time burglar, arrested for burglary just five days after getting out of prison. And yes, he did not serve the entirety of his sentence. Uh, Ruben Sandoval, according to CWB Chicago, got out of prison last Friday, June 16th, uh, after serving uh, half of a six-year sentence for burglary. Five days after he was released from prison, he got trapped in a security gate while trying to burglarize a grocery store on the west side of Chicago. Chicago police freed him from the gate and then arrested him. Uh, Sandoval allegedly told the officers, well, I haven't broken in yet. Uh, So he's been charged with attempted burglary and not burglary itself. According to uh, CBB Chicago, before landing his uh, current six-year sentence for burglary, Sandoval received two three-year sentences for burglary in 2019. Received probation for burglary in 2015. He also picked up a 30-month sentence for escaping electronic monitoring in 2015. Uh, But amazingly, despite this most recent arrest, five days after being released from prison for burglary, CWB Chicago reports that state authorities have so far not moved to revoke his parole because he was arrested for burglary five days after he got out of prison for burglary. No, his defense attorney said Sandoval is quote, complying with the conditions of living at a halfway house. Judge Charles Beach set bail for Sandoval at just five thousand dollars. He had to post ten percent of that to get out of jail, so five hundred bucks. And he's out and about, and as far as the state of Illinois is concerned, no big deal. No reason to keep Ruben Sandoval behind bars, even though, uh, according to authorities, he has shown a proclivity towards uh, breaking and entering to places where he is not supposed to be. And again, in Illinois. Well, guys like Sandoval get off with a slap on the wrist or less, you know, responsible gun owners who possess a uh, 20-round magazine that they lawfully purchased are are, are told that they're now committing a crime, uh, as well as any owners of so-called assault weapons who don't register those firearms with the state of Illinois by uh, January the 1st. Again, state of Illinois cracking down on legal gun owners while the uh, prolific offenders repeatedly escape consequence for their actions. Now, today's Armed Citizen story from Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. And uh, Rajit Singh covered this at Bearing Arms earlier today. The uh, mass shooter that was stopped by an armed citizen in Las Vegas with zero casualties. Again, a story that did not and will not get a lot of news attention because this mass shooting was stopped before anybody but the intended uh, killer uh, could harm anybody uh, or, or could uh, shoot anybody. Um, this happened on Friday uh, at the uh, Turnberry Towers, uh, and a, a building employee apparently stopped this attack. A uh, gunman walked in, fired shots at the front desk on Friday. Man wearing a helmet had a uh, rifle and other firearms, according to authorities, when he entered the towers on Friday afternoon. Uh, one resident uh, told local media that the man fired shots in the air of the front desk, shattering glass. And they said it was an employee of the towers who stopped uh, the attack. The uh, shooter, taken to a, a nearby hospital, listed in critical condition. Uh, Benjamin Teal is a resident of the apartment complex. He said that their valet attendant uh, may have saved his life by telling him to leave. And then moments later, several gunshots were heard. He said, uh, my valet comes out waving his arms, saying there's a guy with a gun. Turn around and go the other way. So we go down to the basement, the first level where the valet parking is, and we heard about six to seven or eight gunshots. He said it was pretty distinguishable uh, to be a gunshot. Uh, Twitter user Brianna Diamond uh, said it was a resident, unprovoked, never had issues with anyone here, just went to his car, grabbed a rifle, came back in, shot up the front lobby. Umberto, who works in receiving, is a hero. He shot the armed man and saved so many lives. Nobody was injured other than the shooter. And again. This is, I'd say this was pretty big news uh, at the local level, but really no coverage of this. Maybe we'll see a little bit today, but no coverage of this from the national media over the weekend. And I I think that's indicative, again, of how defensive gun uses are, are typically covered or not covered in the media. You know, when a mass shooting like this is thwarted, it is a local news story at best. If this guy had carried out his attack without being stopped by an armed citizen, of course, that would have led the cable news networks. That would have been front page news, not only in Las Vegas, Nevada, but all around the country. But when a guy like this is stopped by an armed citizen, the news media averts its gaze, doesn't want to pay attention to this story, doesn't want to cover the good guy with a gun. Who stopped a mass casualty event? Now, finally, today's uh, good deed of the day in the right place at the right time. Willing and able to do the right thing, a uh, teenager who helped rescue a couple who were uh, stuck in an overturned vehicle in Weld County, Colorado. Uh, They've had a lot of rain out in Colorado, I think the wettest June on record, at least dating back to the uh, 1880s. And over the weekend, a uh, teenager named uh, Logue was flying his drone and just, you know, having fun, looking at his feet. And he saw what he thought was a shadow originally. But then he said, I flew down there, and there's a car in the ditch. And I'm like, in a hole? I'm like, what? So he flew the drone closer to the sinkhole and soon realized that there was an SUV uh, that was upside down uh, in the sinkhole and that there were people inside. Uh, Log said they had six inches of room of an air pocket in there for them to breathe, but the rest was water. So, Logue immediately called 911, uh, gave him the general area of the sinkhole. Ryan Nuanes, who is uh, Logue's neighbor as well as a firefighter in Denver, um, was at the 18-year-old's home at the time that the drone came upon the sinkhole. Uh, he said, this had the potential for the emergency to get worse because my concern was that water was going to infiltrate that hole and it was going to fill up. So, emergency crews got out there from the Brighton Fire Department. They went to work removing the vehicle from the sinkhole. Uh, Nuwana said the rescue was a bit unorthodox, but it worked. He said the equipment that any firefighter uh, has had has to be augmented by heavy equipment to get into something like that. He said what we ended up doing was backing one of our pickup trucks up to the hole, throwing a chain on the pickup truck, and then some tow straps. The Brighton Fire Department pulled it forward, and then Brighton was able to pull them out. The uh, couple inside the Jeep finally rescued. The man who was driving wasn't wearing a seatbelt and was seriously injured. The uh, woman in the passenger seat was wearing a seatbelt. Thankfully, she was unharmed. Uh, and again, this 18 year old in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, saving the life of these uh, two strangers. Uh, Logue, which had a last name for him, but uh, Logue in Weld County, Colorado, we thank you for your very, very, important and life-saving good deed. Now, that is unfortunately about all the time we've got for you on this edition of Baron Arms Cam and Company. Uh, One other uh, news item of note, um, we did not hear from the Supreme Court today on the uh, case uh, U.S. versus Rahimi. This is the case involving uh, Zaki Rahimi. We talked about this with Stephen Gutowski uh, of the reload on last week's Cam and Company, a, a case that the DOJ has actually appealed up to the Supreme Court. Uh, Zaki Rahimi, this uh, domestic violence restraining order uh, recipient who uh, possessed a firearm at the time of his arrest, the uh, Fifth Circuit has said that uh, the statute barring gun possession for those subject to a domestic violence restraining order is unconstitutional because uh, there are no historic analogues to this, Um, that this is basically a civil matter, not a criminal matter, and that as serious as domestic violence is, there are other avenues to deprive somebody like Mr. Rahimi of uh, possessing a firearm Uh, rather than using an end run around the Constitution. That's what the Fifth Circuit has had to say. The uh, Department of Justice obviously disagrees. They say that Zaki Rahimi is not a law-abiding citizen, therefore he possesses no Second Amendment rights. Uh, And this case went to conference last Thursday. I I, I will confess, I was a little surprised that the Supreme Court is holding on to this case, that we didn't get a ruling one way or the other. Um, And I'm leaning towards the Supreme Court taking this case, but The orders from last week's conference came out this morning, and Rahimi was not listed as either being accepted or denied. So that means that the Supreme Court is going to keep this case around for at least another week. And they're getting towards the end of their term, but they should release more orders next week, at least one more round of orders from conference uh, before they go on recess. So we'll keep our eyes peeled, but uh, so far, again, no word from SCOTUS on the Rahimi case. Uh, Next week could be an important week because if they don't accept the case or deny it, then uh, it likely could be a couple of months before the Supreme Court uh, decides whether or not they're going to take up this case and this issue. And meanwhile, you're going to have a lot of competing uh, uh, court decisions percolating and bubbling around the uh, appellate courts. So this situation could get even more confusing. We could see even more circuit splits develop in the future. We're going to keep our eyes on this story. We'll bring you all the details when they become available. And of course, we're keeping you up to date on all of the news that's important for your right to keep and bear arms at bearingarms.com. I'd encourage you to check out the website throughout the day. Also encourage you to become a VIP member at bearing arms. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code gun rights, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP discount or on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support. We're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. New stories and analysis that matter because your support matters, too. And we really, really do appreciate it. So thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, as good as a Monday can be. Hopefully you stay uh, dry and powered throughout the rest of the day. We'll see you back here tomorrow for 2A Tuesday. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free.